0: angel fans did our halos revamp the entire bullpen for 2024 on paper on paper this pin looks really really good but long time angel fans know that we've been burned before so john and i are going to take a look at the projected bullpen each relievers repertoire and their career numbers and what they could bring to the table next season let's get started it's time to get locked on with mike and john and this is locked on angels You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles
1: Angels podcast part of
0: the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On every day. Or whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by GameTime. You can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase.
1: Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Fresh Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, we're coming into our third season as the host of Locked On Angels, and it's been a pleasure, a privilege, Uh, To be here with you. Hey, if you haven't done so already, it's coming down to the wire to vote for us for Best Baseball Podcast. So, whether you're watching or listening, follow that link in the episode description and give us your vote. We would really appreciate that. Second, we're doing episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course, until right up before spring training, where we'll go back to five days a week. And we're looking forward to that as well. Hey, on today's show, the Angels had a really bad bullpen last year, Mike. 25th in ERA. They were responsible for 37 losses. They had a collective. Point six fangraphs war uh <laughs> for reference the dodgers bullpen had a 7.6 fangraphs war and oh baltimore had a 7.5 fangraphs <laughs> oh. war uh okay. we all knew it was an area of need coming into this offseason and the angels certainly addressed it they added some pieces to that bullpen but how yeah. well did they address it and what do each of these guys bring to the table mike the projected bullpen according to fangraphs roster resource looks like this they have carlos estevez right hander as a closer They have Robert Stevenson, right-hander, as a setup guy. He he might also close in some situations. Matt Moore, of course, is a lefty. He's setting up. uh, Jose Soriano is a right-hander, also a setup guy for like the seventh inning. Luis Garcia, they have him as a middle reliever, righty, of course. Adam Simber would also be a middle guy. Ben Joyce they have as a middle guy. I could see him being more late innings. And then finally, they have Jose Suarez as the long reliever. So what we've done is we've taken those eight guys, and in the first two segments of the show – We'll talk about the guys who are coming back to this bullpen who were here last year and knew that they would be in the bullpen coming into this year. Uh, These four angels figured into the 2024 bullpen at the end of the last season, so we knew that they would be back. Mike, why don't you start us out with Carlos Estevez?
0: Yeah, he had a a good year. Good first half. Second half really kind of fell apart, struggled a bit. He said he was saving some of his bullets, wasn't really in between uh, save opportunities wasn't really doing all of the workouts because this was new to him. And so he was trying to figure out what the best rhythm was. So the anticipation would be that he'd be a bit better this season because he's got a year under his belt. He's got You'd a new pitching, so. <laughs> pitching coach, right? So Estevez was 5-5 five and five with a 3-9 ERA and with an ERA minus of 89. That's 11% better than league average. Uh, remember, Estevez had... 23 straight saves before he blew his first official save. And that was in August, Johnny, against yeah. the Mariners. So here's the first half, here's the second half. First half, 36 games, 21 saves, 35 innings pitched, a 1.8 ERA, 211 batting average against, 1.286 whip, and a two-in-run, two and one record. And then the second half, 27 games, 10 saves. 27 and one-third innings pitched, an ERA of 6.59, John. The batting average against went up from 211 to uh, 302. And then the whip, the walks per innings pitch, went up from 1.2 to 1.7, John, Mm -hmm. in the second half. Three and four record. His pitch arsenal in 2023, four-pitch, Four seam fastball. Uh he hit 97 on average with that. He had a slider at 88, change up at 89, and a curve ball at 83. Uh he only threw that six times. Right. And I was six looking times. at the video and it it's actually it's a slider, Mike. And yeah. he was
1: throwing yeah. it, he was throwing it slower. Statcast called it a curve, but when you watch the video back on those pitches, you can clearly see a slider grip. You can hear Wayne Randazzo say, and there's yeah. a slider for the strikeout. So, it, and it moves like one too. So uh, to me, it was just a, a less harder thrown slider. What was the new pitch you created? The slitter?
0: Uh, <laughs> I the no, the, slider the, and the splitter. The, spl-
1: <laughs> the spliter. <laughs> the spliter, that's I what writing, it was. Yeah. I was writing notes up for this show and I accidentally wrote spliter. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> somebody out there invent the splitter slider and call it the spliter. I love it.
0: That's, that's so good. Okay, so a couple observations, Johnny. Uh, let's go back and forth on this one. Uh, first of all, when it comes to Estevez's slider, he had a run value of negative 4, mm-hmm. and the changeup had a run value of negative 6. So for comparison, in 2019, his slider had a run value of plus 5, and in 2021, his changeup had a run value of plus four. And to me, Mike, that has everything to do with the speed of the pitch and the break yeah. of the pitch
1: because of the speed. The slider in 2023 was 88 and a half miles per hour on average. Back in 2019, it was 87 point miles or 0.7 miles per hour on average, and it had more vertical and horizontal movement. It was thrown slightly less
0: harder, mm. and it led to more movement there. You know what that reminds me of, John, is when, when Reed Detmers had talked about like his slider. Yep. Remember when he was not throwing it as hard? He was a bit more effective, but then suddenly when he's throwing it really hard, it seemed like the teams were really rocking him. Remember he had a really terrible outing, yeah. and then he took like almost maybe two weeks off, I think. And then they worked on some stuff and came back and had a great outing. And you saw the mile per hour difference in his slider from the bad start to the good start.
1: Change up was the same situation, Mike. In 2023, it was faster than it was in 2021. And on average, uh, he had four more inches of drop in 2021. The result was too many pitches in the zone uh, because it's thrown harder and it induces less break. And that also means it's not moving how Estevez wants it. And it's not going to where he wants to put it because it doesn't have as much movement on it. So perhaps there's a world... Where he slows that down, Mike. I have two questions for you. How comfortable are you with Estevas being the closer again, and what do you think
0: those second half issues were? Well, I think I'm comfortable with him being the closer for a couple of reasons. One, you do have Stevenson that can step in if he's not effective, if Estevas is not effective. Plus, Matt Moore is back, and I think that Matt Moore could close some games, not all the time, but on occasion. And I think that you have younger guys like a Soriano and a Joyce that, if you wanted to throw in there, and if you're running with no expectations, I think that you can do that. But I think Estevez being the closer this year is the right move. Mm. And the reason why I'm comfortable with that is because when it goes, when it comes to his second half issues, it really had to do with his prep. It really had to do with what he was doing in mm. between the saves, as I mentioned earlier. And I think Barry Enright's going to work with him on that. But more specifically, he's got a year under his belt. So he knows what it's going to take. He knows what he needs to do in between. And... I think he's also somebody, and and maybe this is part of the reason why there were some second-half issues. The first half, remember, he was really at the disposal of what Phil Nevin wanted to do, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, I'm going to tell you when I'm ready. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you when I'm not ready. I'm going to give you that direction. And so I think that he might have a bit more authority with Washington this year to be able to say, like, here's what I've learned, here's where I'm at. Plus, I think there's a lot of honor that goes to Ron Washington to be able to have a conversation there where Ron would say, I'm going to keep you out, and we're going to go with Stevenson here. Quite honestly, I think that he should be the guy because he he earned it last year, even though his second half was was difficult. So I'm I'm super comfortable with him being the closer in 2024.
1: I think he got figured out. I know he was working the top of the zone, and and guys started to catch on to that. Plus, the movement on his pitches weren't they weren't getting to where he wanted to throw them. So you'd see a slider right down the middle, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that's the kind of stuff that he needs to avoid. Next season, Mike Jose Soriano was one and three with a three six four ERA, an ERA minus of eighty four. That's sixteen percent better than league average. Forty two innings pitched, fifty six strikeouts, one point three 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 WHIP. His pitch arsenal in twenty twenty three, he threw the curveball forty one point two percent of the time, eighty seven miles an hour. He's got a ninety seven mile an hour sinker a 98, almost 99 four-seam, and a slider at 90. Mike, the whiff rate on his pitches is what I'm excited about. The curve gets a 47% whiff rate swing and miss, right? Sinker gets a 37.5% swing and miss, a whiff rate. The four-seam gets about 20%. The slider was 62.5, but he only threw 33 sliders, so I think it's a smaller number. That's why that number, or it's a smaller sample size, I should say. That's why that number is so big, but hey, not bad for year one, huh? <laughs>
0: right. I really like Soriano. I really like him a lot. And I think that there's a lot of potential with him in this bullpen. It'd be it's gonna be fun to watch him this year. Speaking of somebody that's fun to watch is Ben Joyce. One and one last year with a five four ERA, 10 innings pitch with a 124 ERA minus. That's 24% worse than league average. Uh his last appearance was against the A's. He surrendered three hits, four runs. That's why the ERA is pretty high. His right. pitch arsenal, fastball. And the occasional slider, yeah. <laughs> right? The fastball at 100 miles an hour, and then the slider at 87 yeah, uh, miles an hour. 101. Don't discredit 101, our don't, boy, yeah, Ben Joyce. Yeah. He, he's listening, right? <laughs> so uh, Joyce did have some elbow issues after five games, and it's the back-to-back days that is the issue with him because he's never pitched back-to-back days. So any concerns there for you, John? Mike, I want to
1: see him as part of this bullpen, but if it, he's got options, and at some point they're going to need to move him down to the minors so that they can bring up a fresh arm. We'll get into yeah. that a little bit later. I think that's where he has to figure out the back-to-back stuff because if he's going to need to learn how to do that, it can't be at the majors. Now, if there's yeah. no expectations yeah. and we're just going to roll with what we have, then maybe, yes, you can figure it out there. But again, I don't think that that's the best option for him to figure it
0: out up in the majors. That's got to yeah. be a minor league issue thing. Uh, finally, well, oh, sorry. I was going to say, one of the guys that I'm really intrigued by, Johnny, is the guy we're going to talk about next, Jose Suarez, because if he can figure it out, if he can figure it out, <laughs> how if, long have I we been Barry saying Inwright, that? <laughs> I think Barry Enright might be able to help. Help there, I've got high hopes in him. I, I, he could be really beneficial for this bullpen. Johnny was one and three last year with an eight two nine ERA, just thirty three and two thirds innings pitched, one ninety ERA plus, which means he was ninety percent worse than league average. Mm-hmm. Amen. We all know uh, Suarez got into just eleven games last year. He had six starts at the beginning of the year, and it was terrible. Remember, yeah, he was awful. throwing up so much, so many meatballs up at the plate and then there was one game where it was like get him out of there take him out right like it was so frustrating and then he ended up being on the uh the il with a shoulder issue for about four months came back in september out of the pin he did start one more game but it was more of like an opener role Mm -hmm. than it was anything else Uh, this was the game against the twins that davis daniel pitched in long relief and john his pitch arsenal in 2023 was kind of all over the place right yeah
1: yeah, it's like a huge list of pitches. A four-seam, a changeup, a sweeper, a slider, a sinker. <laughs> uh, he, had a, he had a cutter that he threw in like one game at the beginning of the year, which I, was probably a slider, just a harder-thrown slider. Yeah. And then there was a curveball for five pitches. Uh, so again, according to StatCast, like registering these pitches, it seemed like Jose Suarez was all over the place. Mike, he doesn't have any options left, and we've often said he's better out of the pen in short bursts. He's very yeah. much in a Jaime Barilla role, for 2024 now before you answer the question of should he be a long reliever this year let me give you some stats in 2021 okay. when he began the year as a reliever before starting in july he got into nine games 27 and a third inning he went three and one with a not 1.98 era in 2022 remember he was a full-time starter and then he did relieve a few games in two games he got uh six and two thirds innings one and oh and a 1.35 era and then last year, four games, seven point two innings pitched, zero and one, and a four point seven zero
0: ERA. Is he going to be the uh, the Jaime Maria this year? I think he fits that role, and I think the stats affirm that that's the best role for him if he can't start in the minor leagues. And he's still a young guy. He's a left-handed pitcher, and pitching is a hot commodity in baseball. And so I think the Angels giving him one more shot in a role where he's been successful would be a smart move for this next season. And if there's trade
1: interest still, then trade him. Get get something for him because you have plenty of other options there. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. We're just getting started here. Coming up, we're looking on the four projected starters that—or should say relievers— that got signed this past offseason, including Matt Moore, who's coming back to the Halos. He recently got a contract. We're
0: going to get into all of that coming right up. <laughs> Hey, our friends at GameTime are sponsoring today's episode, and they are the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. When you buy tickets before you even buy, you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They've got all-in pricing right up front, so you, there's no hidden fees, no, what's that? What am I paying for here? Which I love about game time. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, literally two taps and you're set. And they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals right up until the start of the event and even an hour afterwards. And it's the best place to find last minute seats. Exclusive flash deals are on the app, Sponsor deals for tickets on all sorts of sporting events, comedy, theater, concerts, and more. And they have zone deals where you pick the section, game time picks the seats, and then they save you about 18%. That's the average saving. So that's great. And then the game time guarantee... Heard of this before? If you listen to Locked On Angels, if you haven't, what I love about this guarantee is that you can find tickets in the same section, if you do, and the row for less. Then Game Time is going to credit you 110 percent of the difference of the tickets that you already purchased, which is incredible. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. And right now, here's what's great about Game Time: all users get $100 off the big game. That's code for that game that happens in the NFL on that Sunday. Uh, that that's uh, that's $100 off for that game. With this promo code, Vegas 100. So download the Game Time app, use that code, Vegas 100, for $100 off the big game. And if you're not going to that game, then use our promo code, Locked On, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
1: The Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Hey, everydayers, don't forget that Lockdown has launched the first ever 24 7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Just head on over to Lockdown Sports today for all the top stories of the day across the sports world, brought to you by the local experts of Lockdown. And the national shows as well. So head on over to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7
0: National Sports streaming channel. Johnny, let's take a look at the four projected relievers that have been signed this offseason. And that includes the returning Matt Moore. I'm just glad he's returning because Me I too. love the Moore meme that you More. post every time.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
0: All right. So across three teams, Angels, Guardians, and the Marlins, Matt Poor Moore, went five and one, two five-six ERA. 52 and two thirds innings pitched. He had a 59 ERA minus, which is 41% better than league average. Woo. And here's his 2023 pitch arsenal. He had a four seam fastball around 94 miles an hour, a curve around 84, and a changeup around 84. And at a K rate of 27.5, and his walk rate, Johnny, was 6.9, which was great. The, yeah. Uh, batting average against 230. He had a 373 FIP fielding independent pitching, and anything under four is really, really solid. And out of all of the qualified relievers, Matt Moore was fourth in left on base percentage with 88.6%, which means, Johnny, he's clutch, right? Yeah. And that's what we need in the bullpen. We desperately need that in the bullpen. And he had the highest number of plate appearances. Uh, the, the highest number of plate appearances against Matt Moore came in high leverage situations, held hitters to a 196 batting average, a 592 OPS, and they had a 250 Babbitt, which is exactly what you want from a bullpen piece totally. that's coming in in the seventh and in the eighth innings, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to have Matt Moore back. I've wanted him back since my GM episode. It just makes so much sense, Mike. And I was disappointed to see him get waved. But you and I asked the question the other day, like, does he know, like, is he, is he going to come back? Or is he upset that he got waived? Or does he know it's just business? And apparently he knew it was just it's business. just business. <laughs> so, uh, really happy that Matt Moore is back. Somebody that this Angels bullpen desperately needed, especially yeah. that lefty reliever. And why the heck not? He has a track record now of two great years in a row yep. as a reliever with the Rangers and then us last year and then even changing teams. He still succeeded
0: yeah. in the Guardians in the Marlins. There's something about Matt Moore that I just really like. It seems like he carries himself really well. He's got a maturity about him. And I, I haven't heard him speak. I haven't interacted with him. I haven't seen people interact with him. But there's something about Matt Moore where he just is calm, cool, collected. He's like a he's like a Garrett Anderson, right? Like, he just comes out there and does his job, and he does it well, and he doesn't get flustered. He's been around forever, Mike. His number yeah. one
1: pick of the Rays, I believe, back in 20, uh, no, prior to 2011. I think 2011 is when he debuted. And you know, he was a highly touted starting pitching prospect. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, after a few years, he kind of fell off. But to reinvent yourself as a reliever, I just I love seeing that. And and honestly, I think that's why he's had so much success. Is he's just, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's trimmed the fat in terms of his pitching repertoire and just left it at the you know, the fastball, the changeup and the curve. And and that's all he really needs. Mike, let me talk about Robert Stevenson. Obviously, okay. we talked about this. Last week when he got signed, but last year he went three and four with a 3.10 ERA, 52 and a third innings pitched, 73 ERA minus 27% better than league average. But we did discuss this previously. His time in Tampa Bay was awesome. He worked to a 2.35 ERA across 38 and a third innings. He punched out 42.9% of batters who stepped in against him, and he walked fewer than 6% of the batters he faced. Mm. This is, again, when once he got traded to the Rays. Um, among relievers with 30-plus innings after June 1st, only Felix Bautista, Aroldis Chapman, and Peter Fairbanks punched out hitters at a higher strikeout wow. rate. His pitch arsenal in 2023 was that cutter that he created basically that yeah. comes in at 89 miles an hour mike it's got a 60% whiff rate and a 51.2% strike percentage so he's Dang. throwing that for strikes half the time or inducing strikes half the time he's got a slider at 85 42% swing and miss rate 36% k rate uh, uh forcing fastball 97 miles an hour and then he's got that splitter at 89 where hitters miss it 42% of the time and he throws it for strikes of the time Mike does this deal look even better now with the context that the angels you know they they added Matt Moore and they needed to lock up somebody who is going to be part of this bullpen for a few years. Do you feel better about the Stevenson deal at $11 million a year?
0: I already felt good about it. I know a lot of people were frustrated with the years and with the amount of money. I already felt good about it, but this it makes it even better because now with Matt Moore in this bullpen, I think it defines more of what the roles are, specifically mm-hmm. when we talk about the next guy, Luis Garcia. He's not going to be a late-inning guy. He's going to be somebody that can be a bridge to these late-inning guys, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a great role for him to play because last season had a pretty good year as a bridge guy, two and, uh, two and three, 407 ERA, almost 60 innings pitched, had a 98 ERA minus, which is 2% better than league average. Pitch Arsenal, Johnny, four seam fastball at 97.6 miles an hour, had a cutter a sinker, and a slider. This is his second stint with the Angels, That's by right. the way. The only reason why I remembered him is because he did pitch with the Angels in 2019, and that was the last year that I played MLB The Show pretty consistently, <laughs> and I would bring him in in, like, mop-up roles. And so <laughs> he did turn it around with the Cardinals, and then he signed a two-year deal with the Padres and just finished that two-year deal. John had a strikeout rate last year. It fell from 26 three percent to 19.9 percent over the last two years so Mm -hmm. that is something to pay attention to but here's the good three straight seasons of less than one home run per nine innings pitched Mm -hmm. also almost a 60 percent ground ball rate the sinker is really his weapon that he brings out of the bullpen and last year he was above league average in line drive percentage ground ball percentage, and fly ball percentage. So the the walk rate for Garcia jumped from 6 to 6.5. Um, I'm sorry, it jumped from 6 to 6.5 in 2021 uh, and, and in 2022 to 9% in 2023. So do you think perhaps it was the sinker that was causing some of that? You know, usually if you have those pitches that start in the
1: zone and drop out of the zone, or maybe it's like a slider that starts in the zone and, and flies left or it flies right you're gonna see the walk rate climb especially if you're not fooling yeah. anybody so i think mike that we're gonna have to really count on barry enright to help him really hone in on that sinker because again that ground ball rate of 59.8 percent is something that's going to play very well out of the pen because you've you got to give hitters different looks throughout a game yeah. and i think luis garcia is a great guy for that mike uh, adam simber got signed and last year simber. he went 0-2 with a 7.40 ERA in 20 and two-thirds innings pitch. An ERA minus of 175. That means he was 75% worse than league average. But here's his p- pitch arsenal. He has a fastball at 85, a sinker at 85, and a slider at 75. And you're saying, why are those numbers so low? Well, he's a yeah. he's a submarine pitcher, everybody. Yeah. So that's okay. Those numbers are normal for a submarine guy. He had a He had back and shoulder injuries that kept him out for a total of 130 days last season. And Adam Simber believes that he was hurt and working hurt through those injuries. And he just wasn't able to be himself. Now, if you take out last year's 740 ERA and you just add up what he's done so far in his career, he's a 3.20 ERA guy. And over 21 and 2022, he had a sub three ERA. I I think 22 was 280 something like that. So he's a submarine pitcher. And when he's healthy, he's very good. And so I think the angels are taking a flyer on him. Can we count on a return to form? It is a $1.65 million deal. It is kind of taking a flyer on a guy. Uh, But I'm excited to see what he could do over somebody like a A Jimmy Hergut, who we've seen a lot of. What do you think?
0: Yeah, Hergut was so, so inconsistent, and you just never knew what you were going to get when he came out of the bullpen. But having a Hergut type of pitcher, a submarine pitcher like Simber, is so important with the strong arms in this bullpen because it gives you different looks, and that that 80-something mile an hour fastball or the curveball or slider that he throws, when that's riding up on you, when that's coming from the the, the ground and, and shooting up in the, in the strike zone, that, that feels like a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. It feels like a really strong pitch, even though it's not. And so I think Simber is going to be used strategically, and if he's healthy, I think that he could return to the form that he had in previous seasons. You brought up MLB The Show, and I hate hitting off of submarine pitchers in that game. It's impossible, a Mike. It's impossible. <laughs> Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. And with the championship games this weekend, now is your opportunity to get in on all of the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is really easy to use. Many different ways to bet, like same game parlays. You can find bets in the Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub. It's one of the best ways to find all of those popular parlays. It's fun to say parlay. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet. And remember that FanDuel is the official betting partner of the NFL.
1: And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Logics Credit Union. The best lineup in Los Angeles and the surrounding areas, OC, Southern California. Right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start with a proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their loans, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Nobody can beat this lineup at Logic. So visit your local Logic's branch right here in the LA area, the SoCal area, and let one of their amazing team members help you or apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com/car. That's logicsbanking.com/car.
0: The rest of the bullpen. There are several relief options on the 40-man roster, according to roster resource. So let me share the names and the options that are connected, because that's key. We'll talk about that in a minute. So Sam Bachman has three options. Davis Daniel has an option. Zach Plesek has two options. Kenny Rosenberg, our our favorite. He's a lefty. He's got two options. Uh, Victor Madero's two options. Uh, Jimmy Herget has an option. Andrew Wance has an option. Colton Ingram, a lefty pitcher, has two options. And and Kevin Caceres has three options. And so those are some of the names that are available in the bullpen. And we didn't have much flexibility last year at all, Johnny. And you- so having the options is huge for this team in 2024 right yeah absolutely you forgot my favorite one Jack
1: Kachanowitz, because that oh, name is him? so so great to say he's got three options yep as well and then Kelvin Caceres has three options too Mike uh you mentioned Sam Bachman right off the bat do you think he gets a chance to start does he stay in double A AA or triple A and kind of work on building his innings I feel like this is the year to make that happen would you yep. agree
0: Yeah. And that was the rumor. And that was a lot, a lot of people were saying that I think Jeff Fletcher may have tweeted that out last week where he talked about this particular idea of like Bachman going in the direction of being a starter. And there were some rumblings about that at the end of last season. I think it's smart, Johnny. I think he's somebody that, gosh, if we can get him figured out, he could be somebody that could be a strong piece along with Chase Silseth coming up from the minor leagues to be in this starting rotation. And, And I would love to see it. Although he did pitch really well in the bullpen last year, I would love to see him do what it is that we drafted him to do, and that is to be a starter. I
1: just think that with the Angels' bullpen issues last year, I think that so much of that had to do with the fact that they never had fresh arms. They couldn't move guys around because they were out of options. I mean, look, you know, don't get me wrong. Jaime Barea was a workhorse, but they couldn't move him. Because he didn't have any options. And so then you have to have him on the roster at all times, even though he might have pitched three or four innings the day before. Usually those guys are optioned, quote unquote, to the minors so that they can bring up a fresh arm for a day or two and give that guy some time off. But again, just the lack of options on this team last year was, I think, a big part of why the bullpen got done in last year so to see the number of uh guys here with multiple options again the only ones with one are davis daniel herget and wance we've seen a lot of herget and wance and i imagine davis daniel wouldn't be moved up and down a whole bunch i mean i could see him coming in for a spot start but again i don't think that there's a, a situation where he's gonna have to be removed from 40 man and lose one of those options right
0: yeah yeah and I think about Zach Plesak John and you mentioned earlier in the show like could Jose Suarez be like that long relief guy Mm -hmm. and one thing that we've seen from Perry and he doesn't do it immediately but what we've seen from Perry is that a lot of the guys that just kind of been on the peripheral that have been hanging around he doesn't re-sign them he doesn't bring them back we just Mm -hmm. we just saw um Uh, jared walsh sign a minor league deal with with texas right and so i think in this in this particular context he might use zach police flexibility uh to his advantage and maybe start with jose suarez on the major league roster and have police be on the minor league roster like triple a but i could see that switching pretty quickly and seeing suarez just get designated for assignment and then trying to re-sign him and what we've seen with the angels is when they dfa somebody right or they outright somebody Nobody's chomping at the bit to come and get him. And so I think in that instance, it might be wise to do that with Jose Suarez and see what Plesak can do if Suarez struggles.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to see Plesak in the long relief role. Mike, maybe he even nabs a starting spot and you see somebody like Tyler Anderson, maybe Griffin Canning out of the bullpen taking that long relief role. But again, I think with those two, I think those are two guys that you want to rely on more than a, kind of a question mark of Zach Plisak. We'll see how it goes yeah. with him. Sure. But again, he's certainly another option uh, for that long relief role. Davis Daniel and Kenny Rosenberg, you think we'll see some spot starts from those two in 2024?
0: I think so. And I think hopefully it's just spot starts. Hopefully it's just uh, Hey, real quick, come on up and do this. And then send them back down. Right. Yeah, And not because the starting rotation is really struggling, but I could see, I could see them coming up and really filling in some roles, especially if they've played a bunch of back-to-back days. Yeah.
1: And then finally, again, I mentioned it before the angels struggle, struggled with moving tired bullpen pieces around Mm -hmm. last year due to lack of options. What, I mean, just looking over this list here, you see a lot of flexibility. Does does that change in 2024 for this bullpen team? Does that help improve this bullpen in 2024?
0: I think so, because to your point, we're not going to have tired arms. And I think that we also have the ability to say, well, let's mix and match if we need to mix and match. We're going to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gosh, yesterday, uh, Sandy didn't have a great start. So we had to fill in with this person. So it'll give them some flexibility to bring up a Davis Daniel or a Kenny Rosenberg. Johnny, I just look at this bullpen as it is right now. And it's a lot of guys who have proven themselves. It's a lot yeah. of veterans that have shown to be successful. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they perform in in, in this particular season because I'm, gosh, I'm I'm saying it out loud and I'm going to get kicked in the face Oh, here we go. Really excited about this bullpen. I'm just really excited about who we've put together. And it was really just a couple of decisions, a couple of moves. But I think that what Perry has done has really helped this bullpen to be, I think, an asset for this team. This is a consensus
1: point across, I think, a lot of Angel fandom. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Reddit. If you can't get your starters... To go more than five innings then the best possible option is to have a really great bullpen who can carry that load for you and again with more options they can mix and match perhaps mike that opens up the door for somebody like blake snell who doesn't go very deep into games all that often and so again if the angels are not going to be able to move past the five six inning mark we think that they can because there's more opportunity to do so barry enright's going to help with that but if, if that's the approach that you're taking, certainly having a bullpen like this, I think lends itself to helping out those starters whenever they're in the game.
0: Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And every day, check out the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel. You can check them out right now after this show. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
1: Give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube. Get in the comments. It's the best way to get in touch with us. We always do our best to respond to every single one. Mike, everybody said happy birthday to you uh, I appreciated after the that. last episode. So there you go. That was kind of, uh, also, you. don't forget to vote for us in the Best Baseball Podcast uh, for the Sports Podcast Awards. That link is in the episode description. Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show?
0: By the way, somebody guessed uh, my age. They said, I uh, 36? And I said, yep. Uh, so, uh, Monday show. <laughs> are the Angels closer to being a competitive team than baseball writers are giving them credit for? Hmm. One locked on every day or thinks so. And John and I are going to share our reasons to be optimistic and also our reasons to be a bit nervous. So join us Monday on Locked on Angels. Yeah. Is there hope or is it just another cycle
1: of, uh, you know, oh, we're gonna be Redoing doing what Angel and, fans do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, you mentioned that lockdown every day, but if you guys have maybe, what's what's the one move the Angels need to make to get closer? Like, yeah. what maybe one move, two moves? What do you guys think? Leave those in the comments or reach out to us on social media, and we'll get to those on Monday. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, everybody. Have a great weekend. and We'll see you back here on Monday.